Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. I'm pleased to be joined by Mario Morris in your office here at the NCAA in Indianapolis, the new Chief Financial Officer. Um, you are coming in at an interesting time. Uh, congratulations, but yet uh, the big question first off is, why did you want this job? Yeah, that's a great question, thank you. Uh, very excited to be here. Um, I just think it's an important time in college athletics. Uh, I love college athletics. I'm a product of it. It changed my life and, uh, and it's a transformational time. And I just want to make sure that, you know, as we move forward through this transformation, that, that uh, we do everything possible to make sure that it's sustainable um, 100 years from now. And for me to have an opportunity to impact hundreds of thousands of lives um, and to help guide uh, and advise the membership, it was an opportunity that I just couldn't turn down. So you said it changed your life. You were a football player at the University of Alabama, obviously the highest profile school in the country in that sport, arguably certainly lately. Um, how did it change your life? Yeah, well, I was fortunate enough to be on a national championship team as well. Uh, but the whole experience at Alabama, I, I come from a small town in Alabama, um, you know, first ch uh, child uh, to go on and receive their uh, higher education degree. Uh, and so for me, it just opened up so many doors and, and for us, uh, not only for me, but for my family, uh, for us to explore and for us to, you know, go on and succeed. I'm the oldest of eight. Um, many of us have gone on to our, um, uh, achieve our higher, higher education degree and beyond. Um, and so it just helped us to open our, our doors and, and gave us a view of the world that we otherwise wouldn't have had. And so it wasn't just football, it was just being able to be on a university campus, meet other people, and just broaden your horizons. And so it's been tremendous for, for not only myself again, but for my family as well. When you're a football player at Alabama and you win a national championship, uh, certainly a lot of doors open. But what was it about college athletics? Because then later on as a professional, you worked at Wisconsin, Notre Dame, before you came here. What was it about that experience that you said that you wanted to stay in this space? Well, I, when I was at Alabama, I, I would not, 30 years ago, I could not have seen myself in this position today. Um, Why is that? Because I was, I had, I had achieved what I thought was the finish line for me and, and, and uh, achieving the goal of getting your college degree. Um, and I wanted to go do something completely different. Um, I wanted to, you know, try to play professionally. Um, I, I got injured and I wasn't that good. So uh, it was okay. I had gotten my finance degree so I knew I could go to work and, and help support my family. Um, but it, it was just something that um, it, it, it didn't seem like it was available at that time uh, to go into uh, higher education or into athletic administration. Um, the route at that time was probably to become a coach. And it's just something that I, I, I didn't want to do at that time. And so a lot of uh, brothers and sisters and a family to support. And so I wanted to go back and, and just go to work and support my family. A lot of former athletes really struggle when it ends abruptly, especially via injury or that realization that you're not good enough, which is a hard pill to swallow. Uh, how was that point in your life where you had to decide, I just can't do this anymore physically and maybe I'm just not good enough? Well, it was a little bit easier for me. I had focused on academics while I was in school, and I knew that I needed to form a different identity than just my sports identity. Now, it was still difficult. I can remember being in, yeah, I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time, and I knew that I was done. And I remember calling home my mom and said, I don't know, I don't know exactly what to do. 
I've got my degree, but I don't know what the next step is, right? I was, again, I was the explorer. I was the first one in my family to do it. And so, uh, so I had to find my way. Um, you know, she, her lessons were to be resilient and just, you know, go and find your path. And so um, I had been equipped um, to be able to pivot uh, from college sports and to go on and do something else. Again, I, I focused on academics and uh, knew that there would be life after sports, even if I played professionally. You were on campuses too, again, high profile campuses at Wisconsin and Notre Dame. What did you learn there that you can apply to this national job here in Indianapolis? Well, you know, I'm very grateful to Barry Alvarez for giving me my, my first opportunity in the College Athletics Administration. Uh, you know, it, it was it's sort of simple. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to help create a program there called Beyond the Game, which helps student athletes develop their non-student athlete identity and to focus on creating a network and creating uh, just a, a different, um, you know, set of priorities other than, than sports. And so, you know, to me, uh, what I learned was uh, what I always knew was that sports uh, was a vehicle for us to move forward and, and to be productive citizens. And so, you know, at Wisconsin, um, blue collar, gritty, um, you know, just learned that uh, it was a developmental program and, and that it, it was good people. Barry taught us to, you know, treat people the right way. Um, and uh, it was just a very good experience in grounding myself in college athletics uh, and understanding that you know, we could have an, an impact on others, right? And we could have an impact on people like myself who were coming up um, to help them grow. And, and so it was just that realization that you could help others um, and you could help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. What about at Notre Dame? In Notre Dame was absolutely tremendous. And, you know, I, I just left there. So it's, uh, it's, it was, you know, I, people use the term bittersweet. It was more than that. It was really a really tough decision for me to leave Notre Dame. I learned so much and very grateful from, for Father John and, and from Jack Swarbrick um, for giving me the opportunity there. You know, Jack's a very innovative leader, very visionary, um, and he gave me the opportunity to just lead. Um, and so, you know, you, you learn to be in service of others. You learn to, um, that we operate as a team, um, and that's across the whole university. Um, and so I, I think some of those lessons that you learn, right, treat people the right way, right? Um, you know, operate as a team, uh, be very uh, collaborative, right? It doesn't mean you have to agree all the time, um, but you do want to be able to talk to people and discuss different ideas uh, and know that we're all in this for the right reasons, right? One of the things that I really learned in Notre Dame was that everybody was in it for Notre Dame, right? And, and we may come at it from different approaches, but we all had that in our heart. So there, there was no questioning of intent or motive. Uh, we all were in the good for, for Notre Dame. And I think that those two things, treating people the right way and operating as a, as a team and making sure that we all understand that we're in this for the good of college sports and college athletics. Um, and we may have different opinions and we may have different views, but, but we're all in it for the right reasons. As a CFO, a chief financial officer, um, the issues financially on a college campus can be different than the national office. What have you already learned in this short time about what those issues are in comparison? Uh, you know, um, I've thought about that a lot. I thought about that a lot before taking the opportunity. Um, they can be somewhat different, but a lot of the mechanics of it are the same. Um, you know, looking at the, the, the budgets, my, the, the budgets on a college campus are probably a little bit more sophisticated than, than the budget we have here. 
um, you know, we have a few revenue streams here. Well, one, you know, the major revenue stream is a television contract. You have several different revenue streams in a, in a, on a college campus. And so the mechanics of it are, are, really the, are really the same. I think, you know, some of the differences are, are the stakeholders, right? You have a lot more stakeholders uh, at this level than you do on a, on a college campus. And so trying to understand sort of, um, you know, the, the, the different groups that, um, that have a say in, in sort of how, you know, you expand resources the policies um, that can impact your financial resources. Those are some of the really the, the, the things that I'm learning like sort of really quickly is that there are a lot of different stakeholders uh, within college athletics, a lot more than what's on a college campus, right? You know, one of my other first impressions and probably the, the one that I've noticed the most is that the incredible staff here. Um, I learned right away sort of going through the process that this was not going to be a fix it type of job. I did not have to come in and modernize operations and those types of things. The former C, uh, CFO, Kathleen McNeely, did a great job with that. The staff here is incredible. Uh, they've been incredibly welcoming, uh, but more than that, they've been, they're professional, they're proficient, uh, and we can't say that enough, right? I, I, you know, the NCAA takes a lot of hits. Um, I mean, but I think people should recognize that there are a lot of staff here who work very, very hard to make sure we have something called college athletics. And so I've been very impressed with the staff and very grateful for, for, for them. Great point because one of the hardest things I think the NCAA deals with is that it's just sort of this entity that doesn't get humanized um, in this brief time and, and maybe going forward. How do you help that? How do you humanize this office, these people on a national level? Well, one of my first directives uh, from President Emmert was to go out. I need to go out and socialize with the membership. You know, I need to be meeting with the conference commissioners. I need to be meeting with the memberships. And, and some, of those, some of those efforts, my, some of my peers are, are doing those types of things. And so that's one of the things that I will be doing is making sure that, you know, we're talking about, you know, the things that, that uh, uh, we're doing here at the national office and talking about our people and talking about the efforts that they put forward. It, we can't do that enough. Um, and so even things like this, like the social series, I think is an opportunity for us you know, to, to you know, brag about our people and talk about sort of how, how just extraordinary they are. And so we'll continue to do that. That'll be a message of mine to make sure that people understand the efforts and, and sort of the talent that we have here on staff. So Mark Emmert, outgoing president. Uh, as we're taping, we don't know who the next president will be. How do you put an imprint in a short time um, before the new person gets yeah, on board? Yeah. It's a great question. Obviously, it's a question I asked a lot of people before I accepted the opportunity. I had, a, had an opportunity to speak with President Livingstone, uh, Baylor, and, and, and then with, with Mark as well about this, right? Uh, you know, uh, I had a great opportunity at Notre Dame. Like, wh what, what person would leave that job knowing that they would have a new boss, right? Uh, you know, six months or, you know, eight months after they get into an opportunity. And, um, you know, I, I weighed that. Um, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I had great conversations again with President Livingstone and, 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 and Mark about being a part of the process, um, you know, uh, and the uh, search for a new president and, um, and, and understanding sort of what they were looking for uh, in a new president. Uh, and I feel confident um, that uh, we will select the right person. Um, you know, what I can do is just come in and, and get to know the people and learn. Um, I, I, I have. Um, some ideas, and I think they've resonated with some people. Um, you know, I, I think that there are things that we can do from a uh, revenue generation standpoint uh, where we can bring more value to the membership, and I'm excited to, 
to get with the with the people here who work in revenue generation and sort of you know come up with some strategies to be able to do that that's something that we've got to be able to do and, and it's it's exciting and so you know i just continue to get to know the people uh continue to learn um and then just help and add uh, where i can not gonna put you on the spot to predict the future here um but you did mention the television contract which goes until the early 2030s so how do you look forward to ensure you know financial stability which is not easy to do i don't care what entity you're uh, the CFO of uh, going forward uh, with not knowing what's going to happen with that deal, other deals, uh, and maybe not to be solely reliant on that going forward? Well, there's probably a lot of things about that contract that we probably want to take a look at, right? There's a lot of things bundled. Um, and, the, and so do you want to take a look at maybe unbundling some of those things that are included in the contract going forward? Um, what can you learn from the most recent television uh, negotiations with the conferences? Um, you know, sort of what can we learn from some of our consultants who've, who we've worked with. Um, you know, I think it's really important to, to really take a look at that. I mean, those were really long-term, uh, you know, contracts for the most part. And, and so we really want to take a look and deep, do a deep dive on that and see sort of what's the best option going forward. There are more, you know, probably options out there, you know, going forward. So you want to make sure that, um, that you understand sort of the assets that you have um, you know, with regards to new revenue streams, there are, there are a lot of opportunities, I think, and a lot of opportunities to engage our fans um, and engage the public. And that's for college athletics overall. And so, you know, how can we best do that? Um, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for us, you know, to, to engage our fans better. Um, and I think that will also help with probably some of the branding uh, of what the NCAA sort of stands for and what we do. Um, you know, the amount of championships that we pull off every year is, is, is amazing, you know, Joni Comstock and her, her, her staff, it's, it's amazing what they do logistically, um, you know, in providing these experiences for our student athletes. And so I think there's just so much more that we can do there. Um, and I'm excited to, to jump in and, and help. Last thing, Mar, um, your path, um, you know, when you get to this point, there is that pay it forward feeling of you wanting to have opportunities for those that come behind you. Uh, you say this was, you know, obviously this is generational for your family down in Alabama to, to accomplish what you accomplished uh, as an individual, getting your college degree in finance and then reaching the pinnacle here in college athletics. Um, what would be your advice and how do you want to help people going forward that can achieve similar dreams like you? Well, you know, that's a great question. I think there's a few things that I, that I do that I've learned over time. Um, you know, when I came out of Alabama, again, I was the first one, so I was always forging ahead. One of the things that I didn't do uh, was um, have some mentors, right? So I could bounce some things off of. Um, and, and so I've become a mentor to a lot of individuals um, and to a lot of staff and, and, and trying to make sure that I'm meeting with them regularly to talk to them about their career paths. And so I'll continue to do that. I'm also a big believer in helping out in the community. Um, I, I've served on boards in every community that I've been in Madison, Wisconsin, and South Bend. Uh, they've convinced me to stay on the board of the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joe County and South Bend, but I want to get involved here locally as well because I think it, it starts there. Um, but in this profession, I'll continue to be a part of, you know, a lot of our trade organizations and, and be a mentor. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of webinars and a lot of speeches and things like that. So I'll continue to be able to help, uh, you know, in any way that I can. 
Mario, appreciate it. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Thank joining you. us. Thank you. So, as always, where can you find great conversations like this one we just had with Mario? Go to ncw.org slash social series, where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.